What's up, guys? Uh, hold on. Let's okay, cut. Three, two, two one. one. Go. Double deuces. I'm Jason Bago. It's Leo Bugo. Bugo Bago. What's up, Leo? How's it going, buddy? Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> Excited to talk some tennis. Yeah, new year. New year. So we'll start with in the club. And today in the club will be etiquette. <laughs> now, etiquette is a hot topic for a lot of people. That's hot. People get way bent out of shape with things. And a lot of people are just clueless because no one ever taught them this. People make mistakes. Let's be nice about it and, mm -hmm. and in a kind way. There's a snobbiness to tennis and golf, and you know I love both those sports. That really bothers me. That doesn't need to be there. So let's not be snobs. <laughs> just be cool. Like right. it's just a game. You don't have to take it too seriously. Although people do. Right. So this is more from like if you're playing an official match, and more so if you're playing with people that you don't know, like strangers. Like you're in a league. If you're playing with a buddy, all this really doesn't matter. Or if you're just hitting and having fun, that the whole point is to have fun. Yeah. But if you're going to play a match, like in a league, like you said, we yeah. think that'd be good just, for everyone. Just know. so you know, and, and we're guilty of breaking all these. So if people don't follow the rules or whatever, you don't have to be a police force. Let's be nice about it. But let's try to learn from this so you don't do this stuff and, and yeah. embarrass yourself. <laughs> so number one. What? <laughs> Bring beer. <laughs> now you don't have to share it. Our rule is if, if they're cool, then you share it. If you don't like them, you don't share it. Don't that was, yeah. Shout out to Brian Easter. That was, that was always our thing. Are we sharing with these guys? <laughs> and then usually halfway, if we're winning or losing, it's like, no, these guys don't get any beer. They don't get any beer. No soup for you. That's a bit of a joke. You don't have to bring beer, but hey, if you bring beer, people always like you. So bring beer. It's a good icebreaker. Yeah. If it was tense match, uh, it's good I to do. Drink after yeah. the match. Probably. Yeah, yeah. Not during, unless it really is super informal. But yes, <laughs> after the match, you right. break open the beer. Don't show up late. Showing up late is, you know, it happens. You know, especially if you're playing after work. There's traffic. But incorporate when the traffic's going to be. You know, put put the thing in ways. See how long it gets there. Try to get there. I like to try to get there at least fifteen minutes early. And uh, yeah, we're talking to you, Ryan. From uh, I am also guilty North of Port. this same thing. I'm always late, so it is something I need to work on as well. Yeah. And when we on time means fifteen minutes early. Mm -hmm. All right, so a lot of these places... Uh, but no one does that, too, by the way. <laughs> at least 10 minutes early. <laughs> no one does this, but I they do. should. They should. Yeah. Just don't show up late and give yourself so you're there. You know, you can warm up a little by yourself, like at least 10 minutes before. Mm -hmm. And if you're running late, obviously, you want to text the person and tell them. and Give yourself plenty of time. Either if you're at a public court, it's who knows what can happen. Right. If you're not there early, you could be waiting another 20, yeah. 30 minutes for another court. Right. Or if there's other people waiting even longer, then you're yeah. playing the game of well, where we go next. And then kind of into our next point, if you're playing at a club or you got court time somewhere. I mean, most places around here, 90 minutes, hard 90 minutes, hard 90 minutes. Mm -hmm. That's why you want to show up on time. Yeah. 
some places you have to pay usually means that the courts are clay and they need to maintain these courts Mm -hmm. we have a great public facility called Payne park here in sarasota where we live pay your portion Uh, or <laughs> hey, pay for your opponents. If you you know, sometimes it's ten bucks. I, I I you know I like to do that a lot too. I mean, hey, it's it's a good gesture. If you don't want to like show up with ten bucks, then, you know, don't pay for the other person. But keep that in mind. You go somewhere to play, and uh, oh, if they have to travel, like if they're coming from yeah. a distance, and then oh, you got to pay on top of that. Yes. That's kind of that can be bothersome too. If you don't haven't especially haven't worked that out right before you showed up. The clubs, it depends. Usually there is a guest fee. They let you have a one guest. And then after that, the second time the guest comes, you have to pay. Every place has its own policy. But yeah. if you can't pay for your guest, it's 10, yeah. it's 10 bucks most. Bring tennis balls. I think that one comes uh, kind of <laughs> without saying. Both but... people bring balls. <laughs> uh, you know, Sometimes you, lo- you hit one out of bounds. I'm guilty of this a lot. It goes yeah. into the water. Uh, you, you lose it in the behind the fence mm-hmm. you uh always good to have a second can of balls but have both i think a lot of these leagues it's required and then this never really happens it used to happen when i played in miami a lot like the loser oh, yeah. gives the winner i think you're supposed to do this a can yeah. of balls yeah when i've done uh, leagues up in chicago and michigan same thing you're supposed to you give the unopened can to, to the winner you're Bring balls, that, but. buy a case. You can buy cheap at Costco. You can buy any sporting goods. Publix here in Florida has balls. So check your the night yeah. before, you know, the day before you play. Make sure you have balls and bring balls. Both oh, people. There is a difference between hard court and clay court balls, too. Yeah. So the extra duty is for hard court, and the writing is in black. And then for the clay yeah. court, it's called regular duty, and it's red. I have no clue about this either. <laughs> it matters a little bit. I mean, if you, it's not that big a deal, but it, it matters. You, you notice it in Florida, it can get kind of humid, really yeah. humid. And if there's a lot of moisture on the court and a clay court, yes, it, you play with a hard court ball, it's going to soak that thing up. Yeah. And then you got this heavy, wet ball that you're playing with. Right. <laughs> not <Right>. fun. <laughs> okay. So you, you've arrived, you got the beer. You decide if they're cool enough, share or not. <laughs> the warm up. Now, <laughs> there is a bit of a routine with the warm up. It's you know when you're an amateur player, it's it's uh, it's hard to you know. Usually we start with short tennis. That means you're close to the net, like on the service line, just to warm up a little bit. You come back, and then you hit down the middle. And yep. What are the things that you shouldn't do during the warm-up? <laughs> you shouldn't rip winners, number one. Do not be hitting it as hard as you can. <laughs> you're not proving anything. Just, you're, both of you are just trying to get a feel and just hit down the middle nice and easy. Now, in a future episode, we might talk about the strategy behind this time. But maybe wow. just starting out, you're, yeah, you're, etiquette-wise, you're just, you're just trying to get the feel for the ball. So basically what you're supposed to do is so you start with short tennis, which is you're both up close to the net, just getting it over the net, mm-hmm. uh, both standing at the service line. Then you move back, you hit down the middle for a while until you're loose. You try to hit forehands, backhands down the middle. Again, we're not professionals, but you know, you're know you trying to hit it directly to the guy. You're just trying to get a feel. Then one person comes to the net and he plays you do volleys. Mm-hmm. Then... After the person's done volleying, you hit him some lobs. 
Hit some sur- overheads. And the other person comes to the net. They do the same thing. Mm-hmm. And then you take some serves. Usually it depends. Everyone's got a different thing. How many they take. Some people just take a few. I mean, this whole process shouldn't be more than maybe five, ten, ten minutes, right? Ten, ten minutes, right? Ten, you know, fifteen top. Fifteen yep. is a lot. Ten tops. Yep. Mm-hmm. So don't rip it down the middle. All right. <laughs> What's next, Leo? Um, so you gotta decide who's gonna serve first, right? So okay. you're either gonna flip a coin or you're just gonna spin the racket. Um, if you have a Wilson racket, it's either an M or a W when you're spinning on the end of the butt cap or whatever brand of racket you have, whatever is opposite you signify as up or down is a pretty common thing. Right. So, uh, that, and whoever you know, wins can decide if they want to serve, return. I believe you can check, you can just, you can choose side too. Like, no, you can choose side, return, or serve. No, generally, if you, generally if serve. you win, if you win the spin, you either take the serve or return, and then the other person gets to choose where they want to be. Okay. That's generally how that goes. But everyone does it differently, right. I guess. We're in a club. <laughs> we don't have lines, people. We don't have Hawkeye. <laughs> We're relying on you being honest. It's sometimes it's hard to call. It's an honor system. Yeah, it really an is an system. honor system, right? <laughs> so, what's the rule with line calls, Leo? Pretty much, if you can't call it out, it's in. If you it, don't see it, you know, it's in. If you can't, if you can't call it in that second, yeah. Unless you can go back and clearly see the line, and you both agree upon it, and a clay court, but. More often than not, the rule is you can't call it out, then it, it's in. That's all. It's no doers. If you yeah. didn't see it, it's in. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, if it's out, call mm-hmm. it out. You just say out or you can hold up your hand. But mm-hmm. make a noise, too. I hate, you know, it bothers me sometimes that people don't make the call. And then you can, oh, I, I called it. I'm like, okay, like, speak a little bit louder. <laughs> no do-overs. It's in or out. If you don't see it, it's in. Um. One thing before we get started is always decide if you're going to do a third full set oh. or you're going to do a 10-point tiebreaker or 7-point tiebreaker, whatever tiebreaker form you want to do. Just make sure you get that ironed out ahead of time. You don't want to get two sets in, slogged out, and then one person thinks one thing and the other thinks something completely different. Yeah, so Just generally get that out of the way. We play best out of three sets. So sometimes you don't have time or it's, you know, you just mm-hmm. know or you know, during the week it's it's a lot better to just do a tiebreaker. So you come to a dream but before you start because what happens is usually the younger, fitter player always wants to play the third set or the person that's playing better wants to play the third set and, you know, the person that not playing better or either older or not as fit they always want to do the tiebreaker so come yeah. to the decision before always say a score before you serve so there's no confusion on scoring this can be a really contentious topic say it loud so the other person can hear you there's nothing worse than getting three points in and you thought it was 40 15 and the other person thinks it's like 30 all and then you have to hash that out and believe me, it happens all the time. You're stressed, you're tired, you forget. You know, it, it's not just old people. Like, everyone forgets the score. You won't forget if you just say it every time before you serve. Mm-hmm. Even if it's 15 love, say 5-0, right. you know, 5 love. 5 love, yeah. Yeah, everyone has their scoring part. Um, if your balls go stray off to, uh, you know, the court next door, don't just run after it. They could be in the middle of a point. In their court yeah. and someone can trip <laughs> over it. 
you know, yell to the guy. But if it's not, you know, let them finish the point yep. and, and don't be running over and chasing the ball. And, you know, that's that's kind of common sense. But and generally the words a little help usually means, hey, can you get that ball for me? <laughs> yeah, yeah. happen all the time. A lot of these public courts, there's, you know, these courts are right adjacent next to each other. Sometimes mm-hmm. the private courts are a little broken up with the fence. But I mean, that's common sense. But, mm-hmm. you know. Be respectful of the other people playing. If there's a decent enough interruption to serve, just let the let the person have a first serve again. Say the first person is serving, they serve the fault, and then something happens in between. Uh, it's another, you know, the people next to you hit the ball onto your court, or mm-hmm. I don't know, there's a distraction, there's a, a good amount of time, just say, hey, the term is take two, meaning yeah. you get... You get two serves on changeovers. Changeovers <laughs> are three minutes. The changeovers are after every odd game, just so you know. Mm-hmm. And let's not take too long here. Um, it's fine if you just want to just walk over and wait. The other person is entitled to three minutes. It's fine. Don't let someone rush you. That's a strategy for some type of people. And then some type of people, like, they want to take five, six minutes because they're tired. Let's, you know, keep the pace of play. Yeah. We don't have a shot clock going on here, but come on, be civil on your on your uh, changeovers. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, when you're there and you're talking to the guy, I mean, either stay quiet or just. Some people want to chat. Some people don't. You know, you can feel the guy out. Hey, mm-hmm. we're, you know, basic small talk. <laughs> the guy's not down. That's fine. Or if you just want to focus, that's fine. You know, let's let's not be you know talking trash to each other or hey, you know, are, are you blind? Did you see that? Or, right? Are you blind? That's funny because that happened to us like not too long ago. Uh, not you and me, but me and me and Ryan, we, my doubles partner. We went out and uh, we played a match, and uh, it got a little contentious. Uh, we did not. Uh, follow all of these etiquette rules and it got no i don't want to say too ugly but you know, pretty cl- gosh darn close so yeah there was a uh, little words on the changeover but let's keep it civil <laughs> and you're not obligated to talk to the person either you no can just sit there and be quiet it's fine yeah. it's, it's a way to either get to know someone or you know maybe wait later on the match it doesn't yeah. really matter but yeah. just keep it civil and- between sets you do have a little bit more time right than just changeovers yeah. but don't take a shower, <laughs> apparently, is one I've never heard of this before. This guy at his club, he's notorious for taking a long time. The guy went, he went into his club, he changed. Sometimes it's it's really hot in Florida. So, like, if you have a change of clothes, usually you can just, obviously, guys can just change their shirts. It's fine. But sometimes you're soaked, like, through your underwear, through your socks. <laughs> You know, it's fine if you have a change of clothes. Be quick about it, or if you if you got to go, you know, go. But be quick about it and wait to go in between the set. Mm-hmm. You know, this guy took a shower while he's waiting. I'm not kidding. It's a shower. You're supposed <laughs> to get is is one break in between after the first set. So let's, that's true. You know, that's crazy. I can't believe that when you told me that, I just yeah. Just returning serve and, and it's out. You're supposed to either catch it or just let it go. It's hard because your instinct is to just hit it. And some people get fired up about it. I think it's fine if you if you don't hit it like at the guy or something like that. I don't, what do you what do you think of that? Is I'm that guilty of this. I am okay. I do it all the time. I'm guilty of hitting the ball back every right. time. 
very rarely do I let it go unless it's clearly going out and I'm like, well, I'm not even going to try. Right. Like if it's clearly a foot out, I'm not going to try for it. Yeah. But if it's close, I'm my brain's thinking I'm going to hit this ball like it's normal. And then, OK, it's out. Then I won't go full bore. I'm not going to try to hit the guy, obviously. Right. But that's a tough one for me. You were saying some people get fired up. I was playing a doubles match in, in league and I did this every time. And the guy was clearly getting annoyed by it. And I'm like, I'm sorry, but I had to like think about it. I had to. Okay, don't hit this ball because it's going out. Yeah, so this is when it's out. The serve is out. Yeah. And you call, you know, you call yeah. fault or it out. Yeah. Don't hit it back. Listen, that's a bit much. Try Get, your best work on the other ones first. This one's like yeah. farther down the list. Way, way, way down, <laughs> way down the list. Footfalls. Explain what a footfall is. All right. So, tactically, when you're hitting your serve, you're not supposed to cross the the service line the back line baseline baseline you can't cross it until you hit the ball can't touch it they can't touch it now some people are really bad about this and uh, i don't know it's it's kind of a weird call you don't get called on the footfall a lot this happened in, to me and my partner recently but um yeah they warned Ryan of foot faulting and he clearly wasn't but with that said i can go either way on this one uh Obviously, you don't want to do it because it's it's a get, it's a clear violation, but the other team can see it as a oh you're this is a little gamesmanship right you're trying to get in my head. Rarely ever called, even at the professional level. Yeah, you know they they those guys go crazy when it's called on them. Um, so yeah, you cannot <laughs> your foot can't be in the court. Um, you know before touching the while touching. Well, the I ball. think like on the ground, like on the you ground. can you can be in you the air. In. You can be in the yes. air. Right. Right, and I. But some guys do it every time. You know, we're club players. We're rec players. That's just kind of part of it. If, if they're doing it every time, it's hard to see, first of all, if you're playing singles. Doubles, the net person can see it. Yeah. Now, if they're doing it every time, in a nice way, maybe say, hey, you know, watch yeah. watch it. You know, you're foot faulting a lot or whatever. <laughs> I don't know. Personally, I've never called this. I've never had it called on me. I would be upset if it was called on me you know maybe if someone warned me a bunch of times and i you know i'm i'm rare i video all my matches but uh you know if i went back and they're like oh okay like maybe i was doing this but to call this is it's mm, tough because it's so far away like you're saying yeah. right to like especially in singles right i i probably would never call this in singles. and it's just hard to see but, yeah know. there's I don't know. Unless you're like eight foot tall and you can clearly see the freaking ball on the other side and where the person's standing. I don't, that's a tough call to make. Sometimes it's blatant <laughs> though, but so. Oh yeah, yeah. If it's blatant, then that's different. <laughs> what I would err on is never calling it, but if it's blatant and they're constantly doing it in between while you're resting in a nice way as possible, be like, listen, man, I see like on most of your serves, your foot faulting. Yeah. That's a real tough one. That's a tough one. Yeah. I don't know. Right. I don't know. The miss hit, the hand up, the miss hit. <laughs> yeah. I. So what he's referring to is, let's say uh, you're in the middle of a point and it, it hits the top of the net and it either skims up above the guy or it uh, barely goes over. You mm -hmm. win the point because it's just tennis. And then in clay, sometimes it can skid off the line. Uh, so the proper etiquette is supposed, you're supposed to say, I'm sorry by putting up your hand. I, I don't know of anyone that gets upset if someone else doesn't do that. And 
I don't know. Sometimes the pros do. I saw Medvedev get all, you didn't put your hand up. Oh, really? I missed yeah, that, I one. that one. But <laughs> that's an etiquette thing, though. Yeah, so you win, but because of uh, something that you didn't mean to do, like you had a you hit a miss hit, it, it, it went off your racket in a weird way, mm-hmm. and it, or it bounced weird for your opponent, or yeah. it went over the net, what we call let the top of the net, and did something, you're supposed to put your hand up. Right. Or say, yeah, sorry, you're supposed to say, like, I didn't mean to do that. Yeah, you didn't mean to do that. Yeah. So, I know it's a, it's a weird tennis thing, but we, you know, you've played your heart out. You leave it on the court. Yes. That's why we shake hands at the end of a match. Always shake the person's <laughs> hand. If you hate the person. Yeah. Even if you think the person's a cheater, always shake their hands. <laughs> I do the bro uh, handshake. <laughs> the bro handshake. I always copy it. This is fine. Some people like the bump. Oh, yeah, the I think bump. that's a little lame. And then some people touch the racket. I, I see more women doing that. It was like a COVID thing. Let's not do the, the racket touch. A handshake is, is fine. You know, I'm I'm guilty of the racket tap. Ugh. Only, well, it's just a habit. It's just a habit. It's a bad habit. I need to get back. Well, it's funny. I'll like rag a tap and like I'll realize and then like I'll shake the hand of the other. <laughs> if they were playing doubles, I'll do that. The other part, I'm like, oh, well, now I got to go back and shake the other guy's hand because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I wasn't thinking. <laughs> right. All right. So you shook hands. Don't make excuses when you lost. Oh, I didn't sleep last night. I was hungover. <laughs> my back hurts. Oh, I'm injured. Oh, my string broke. I had to go with my second racket. No one cares. You lost. Learn from the loss, get better. That's it. It's just annoying when you beat someone and there's always some kind of excuse, right? You get that a lot? Always. Oh, really? Mostly from people I know and like friends with, but yeah. Oh, okay. That's probably me. Just kidding. <laughs> He's not denying it. <laughs> no, it's not true. Someone else. No, I'm just giving you shit. No. I'm Man, giving you shit. Really? <laughs> Let's talk about like being... We're not on the fanboy uh, area yet. But not, not yet, but close. When you're at a match mm-hmm. uh, or you're attending, I don't know who attends. Like, So sometimes like you make the finals, you invite your parents, your girlfriend. They don't know the etiquette. You have to tell them the etiquette of watching a match, which I believe, I don't know, you tell me, Like, you have more experience with USTA. I thought you're not even supposed to cheer during like our matches and stuff like that. So you're not supposed to applause because like ultimate says, I think, I think that's in the rules or something. Really? Am I wrong? It's in the, I haven't looked at the rules close enough, but I mean, okay. I've done a bunch of USTA, um, but most of the time when I've done USTA and there's been anyone watching, they all know rules or they play too a little bit. So they, no one's like out of turn, doing anything out of turn. So they, if they do applaud, they don't do it when, and that's tough because when you're doing USTA, you're doing like a lot of matches all at the same time. Right. So you but really it comes down to the sometimes to a final. Yeah, if match. you're if you're at a final, then that's different. You might get some people cheering on, right? But it, if there's a lot of matches happening still at the same time, no one's cheering on because you're gonna disturb the freaking match next to them, right? You're like I've not. All right, let's say you're playing a doubles match. Yeah, the deciding match. I'm there. You yeah, know, we're we're watching you. Mm-hmm. And I mean, we're going to say, yeah, come on, Leo. I, I, I probably wouldn't say anything, but 
But I'm saying, let's say they hit it out. Are, are people cheering? Oh, out? you meant that shit. No, no one's going to do that crap. Not on a fault. I'm not seen cheering on your opponent's mistakes. Maybe on like your winners. They, they do. You can't I've cheer. seen that. I've okay, seen that. I've I seen thought, that. You know, because of the playoffs, they used to have the championship match at a club all at the same time, all the different levels. So there's different levels of, of our league. Mm-hmm. I think it starts with three and it goes half, like 3.5, et cetera. Up to, I think it's 5.5. Five, five. Yeah. And I thought that they said, if you have guests, like you're supposed to tell them not to cheer at all. Um, anyway. I don't know. Like, okay. No so be watching amateur matches. Anyways, we so went, probably not, yeah. but like just anecdotally, uh, me and Ryan had a, I think it was a du- one of our doubles finals, one of our mini doubles finals. Yeah. <laughs> and we were up at the club, just north, I think it's a Rosdale. Yeah. That's just Bradenton. And they had a crowd there. They had stands and they had a crowd. I'm like, this isn't even fair because like we didn't bring anyone, right? <laughs> they had a crowd. And they were cheering every time they did well. Silence whenever we did well. Really? Yeah. And that I is extremely rare. And at one point I was like half joking annoyed. I we met, we did a great shot and I kind of looked at the crowd I'm like, come on. That was worth it. Come on. That was worth it. And then they kind of got a, I got a couple kind of laughs and applauds just because I'm kind of an a-hole about that. But <laughs> it was weird. Yeah. I agree with you at an amateur. I mean, it was a final, but still, it's still an amateur. Why is anyone cheering me on? But it happened. I don't think that's... <laughs> don't worry about that. We're talking more about professional matches while you're yeah. there. I think a lot of people just don't know this. I told yeah. Leo, because we went to the Sarasota Open together, and you know, I, I go... To a number of professional matches every year. What I thought would be helpful if they could put it on the screen would be like before you watch a movie, like, hey, turn your phone to silence. Explain that you're not supposed to talk during the point. Mm-hmm. In between points, it's fine. What else? Quiet your phones. Yeah. You know, in be- during the point, it's very tense. And if any noise it can set off. I think we saw that Sarasota open. Someone just like slammed in and out of a freaking porta potty. Yeah. And Jack Sock looked around like, what the F is right. going on? Um, but hold don't your talk during the point. Don't talk in between the points. There's plenty of time. They, you know, they got the routine. They got to get the ball, you know, the ball boy. Don't get up in the middle of a point either. Do not get up. The only time you can move from your seat is on odd games. It's when Change the players overs. go back yep. to sit down, then you can go. Yeah. It's hard. People don't understand that. You can't go to your seat. There's usually ushers. They don't let you go to your seat. Yeah, I noticed um, that the Miami Open, they they kind of, if you try to walk up yeah. down, they're like, wait, right. hold off. And then the other thing is, during the play, and again, I, I think this is more for the bigger stadium courts or, mm-hmm. you know, where you get more people that aren't used to really going to tennis matches or they're just really, really pumped up. They think that the person won the point, but oh, the yeah. are so amazing they can get to the ball and, and yeah, you know, slide on a hard court and get it. Defensive yeah. manner, keep mm-hmm. the ball in play. So yeah. they're cheering. So hold the applause until the point is over. Mm-hmm. Don't talk during the points. Yep. You can talk in between. And then get up. You can stand up, stretch, do go to the bathroom. It's every odd game. So sometimes that takes a while. You know, it's tennis. So yeah. That's it for etiquette. Let us know what you guys think. If there's mm. things that we missed, let us know. Yeah. Uh, 
Otherwise, we're looking for other topics from, you know, rec players, club players that, that you want to discuss. You know, we're, we're always trying to brainstorm for this. So please yeah. leave us comments on that. Get on to fanboy. <laughs> so, uh, so the season just started. Yep. And uh, leading up to the Australian, well, the Australian Open just ended. Mm-hmm. There's like two or three tournaments before yeah, the Australian Open. Yeah, there's two Open. or three. Yep. And one of them that we really liked was called the the United Cup. So tell yeah, they, them, tell them a little yeah, bit so about yeah, they, what, they, what, what that format is and what it is. So yeah. they 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 must have listened to our last episode where we griped about we need a mixed team uh, competition, kind of like a Fed Cup, Billie Jean Cup, and Davis Cup, but put it together. And I I think both of them should combine, but you know. Um, oh, you mean like. WTA and ATP should be like, but the the we got it. We got a United Cup. So uh, I, my understanding of the format, there was uh, doubles, uh, mixed doubles. I don't know if they had men and women playing. I think it was mixed and then singles. But uh, yeah, it was it was fun to watch. Uh, I didn't watch a ton. I I admit because it's Australia and it's way in the wrong time zone for us to watch this live, and we all have busy lives to watch it during day. So I caught just you know, highlights and stuff. But hey, Team USA won the inaugural United Cup. Uh, they took out Italy 4-0. That was, that was. <laughs> I love this event. It's kind of, you know, I think they need to do more of this. We need more team events in tennis because right now we just have Davis Cup, which is really hard to understand. They keep, they've changed it. We don't know when it's on. The problem is the players uh, for Davis Cup, they don't make any money. They don't get paid. So it's like honor an honor to represent your country. There's a lot of history with it, but Mm -hmm. you know, these guys get paid, uh, based upon winning matches or, you know, sometimes appearance fees, but so it's not in that. And for the ladies, it used to be called uh, fed cup. And now they named it after the great Billie Jean King. Mm -hmm. I don't know if it's new or they had something. They they called it the ATP cup. I want to say before. So I think this replaced ATP cup, right? So you represent the countries, it's countries, I think why the, the players love this one, because they were guaranteed a certain amount of matches and the mm-hmm. matches are intense because you don't want to let your teammates down and you're interacting with other players. You're on a team. Uh, they got USA points. They had uh, Fritz yeah. and Tiafo and Pagula and, the, you know, the, these men and women, they're not always together on tour. It's the bigger tournaments that they are, but I think they loved it because of, uh, the camaraderie, right? The camaraderie. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, the, the whole country thing was really cool. Mm-hmm. They had a certain, I think they were guaranteed a certain amount of matches. I yeah. believe they got paid. And, and they got points, too. They got, they got points. WTA uh, and ATP WTA points, yeah. points towards the rankings. So, yeah. I don't know. Like I said, it, it's challenging to watch during this time because it's in New Zealand and, and Australia. But uh, I thought this was great. I yeah. think tennis really needs to try to work something out mm-hmm. where we have like a World Cup of tennis. Yeah. Men and women. And I think the emphasis was more on the singles and the doubles here. I, I don't know the, the, the true format, but I think it would be cooler to really emphasize the doubles a little bit yeah. more in, in these types of events because it's a team event and doubles yeah. is a team yeah. event. So you notice the, the June, I don't know if you saw this at all. The U, USA players were doing, they all like, it's a lock. Yeah. yeah so you saw they that. Got that from <laughs> it. I, I think they learned a lot from yeah. each other and Pagula and, and, uh, Tiafo, like really like hitting with each other. Mm-hmm. I think it was really cool. Like, yeah. and, and I, I we're fans of both the men and women, and mm-hmm. I, I thought that was great. 
Yeah. All right. So it was the Australian yeah. Open, the first yeah. major. Today was the men's final. Yeah. And we have, unsurprisingly, <laughs> Djokovic won. And uh, yeah. Sabalenka won Sam- with, the, with the ladies. Yeah, um, yeah. That's... And tenth, tenth Australian Open for our for Djokovic. It was twenty two Grand Slams. Yeah, we'll, we'll ridiculous. Get to him first, but yeah, yeah. As a fan point of yeah. view, this is tough because we were on Eastern Standard Time here in Florida, and mm. the matches started at I believe seven p.m. seven p.m. every night or seven thirty. I'm an early yeah. riser, so I would watch yeah. a couple of hours, go to bed, yeah. and then I I wake up pretty early. I'm in the five o'clock range five thirty range and it's still on and they had rain delays mm-hmm. they were playing at their time at like two in the morning some of these matches so it's a tough it's one on. to watch americans really don't watch it because uh the nfl is king here in america and we yeah. have the nfl football playoffs so it's espn but you couldn't even watch it on ESPN. They hid it behind <laughs> ESPN Plus, which is a paid service. Yeah. Shout out to Jamie and Mick Finkel for letting me borrow their username and password. Or I wouldn't be able to watch because I believe yeah. they are six hours ahead of us, five hours ahead. So it's really mm. tough with the time change. But you had a, a good way to, to catch up on the matches, right? Yeah, you could watch the... You, they had a YouTube channel and they had uh, kind of the recaps, three-minute recap. If it was, the match was good enough, they would do an eight-minute recap. But it was good, like the next morning or yeah, day so to kind of see. It's a little bit more details than just like a, a highlights. It's it's a little bit more, right? They give you key points, and then they, yeah, 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 you you basically get to see the match in in no time, which is good, especially if like this a couple of those went to five sets, which was good to kind of see how it, how it played out. But right. I yeah. thought the uh, crowd in Australia is electric. It's bucket list. I got to get to Australia just in general. And mm-hmm. if I'm going to Australia, I'm going to the Australian Open. I know the players love it. The facilities look top notch. Mm-hmm. The crowds are really into it, especially there's a big Greek contingency. So there's two Greek players, uh, Sakari on the women's side and Tsitsipas on the men's side. They go crazy. Mm-hmm. I don't know. There seems to be a lot of Serbians there for Djokovic fans. Uh, Did you see the... the Aussies? Yeah. They go crazy. Yeah. Nick, uh, he had the pull up. Nick Curious had the pull out, but yeah. they had. Uh, I thought the crowds were great, and yeah. the place looks electric from TV, like the way that, that it's set up. Did you see the crowds after Djokovic won? Like, or maybe even during that final from outside? It looked like yeah. a almost World Cup ish, yes. right? Like that, that was, was kind of really crazy. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah. We can't give you uh, USA seems back, man. We got some legit players. Yeah, we got there. we had three players in the quarterfinals. That in the men's quarterfinal. And then we yeah. had uh Pegula made it to um I think the quarters in the women's side. Yeah, so we had Corda, who's yep. from this area. I believe he's from Sarasota. He lives. Yeah, in like Lakewood Ranch area ish. Yeah, Ranch. yeah. I think and Shelton is a, a young guy just out of college who well, never been outside of the United States. This was the first time yeah. for the Australian Open. Isn't that wow, crazy? He made the quarterfinals, and then yeah. Tommy Paul, uh, our buddy Shane's favorite player. Uh, I didn't know that. That's cool. <laughs> I think you should like him too because of all the little guys. <laughs> Shane's been lifting. He's a lot bigger now. But, oh, okay. Uh, yeah. 
Tommy Paul's a cool dude. He's really small, but man, he has got game. He's got skill. He can move. He's got power. And uh, I watched I the. I thought f- it was exciting to see these yeah. guys advance. These Americans do well. I watched the first maybe two sets of that Shelton and Tommy Paul match before right. I conked out because it was so late. Right. And Shelton looked so strong. I mean, I thought that Shelton was going to. Wow, his kid's gonna make it. He's gonna he's gonna take out Tommy Paul and wake up the next morning and realize he lost it. And Sh- and Tommy Paul's in, in in the semifinals was kind of a testament to Tommy Paul to make that happen. But yeah. but thinking of the American future and landscape, wow, you got a player like that so young. <laughs> it's awesome. It's looking good for the Americans. These guys are. Um, I I want to say Shelton's probably. Tr- I think he was only a freshman or something in college. Like so, he's probably yeah. He's 20. a young guy, University of Florida, right? Yeah, I, I think his he's... dad might be the coach. And um, ah, cool. I want to say Court is like early 20, 23. and, and think oh yeah, TFO, yeah, yeah, TFO. These, you know, even even Fred. Oh, and uh, Mackie uh, McDonald. Yeah, he, he got he did well. He did well. Yeah. I mean, he took out Nadal. Granted, right. Nadal was hurt, yeah. and but hey, he did it. You know. Right. A lesser player wouldn't have would have still lost. Yeah. So the kudos to him. I mean, he didn't make it past the next round after that. I yeah. don't remember who he lost to, but hey, we had a lot of Americans in the draw. I thought that was deep really in cool. the draw. And I like it's, it. It's really promising, and and it's gonna get more people interested in our country. I love uh, it. You know, we only like winners, and we have. <laughs> There hasn't been many besides the big three. So, and I think Andy Roddick was the last one. So, um, yes, we have great players on both the men's mm-hmm. and women's side so really looking great for the americans yeah the other thing i wanted to talk about was andy murray first of all he's got wow. a hip replacement this guy uh i don't know how old he is i want to say 36 maybe it's 30 between 34 and 36 you have to look that up we'll put play, yeah we'll put it up here somewhere. he was down two sets to barantini and kokonakis came back and won in the fifth set it those matches were electric i saw it's ridiculous. A lot of, uh, I think it was the Berrettini match I stood mm-hmm. out for, and wow, kudos to Andy Murray. I mean, yeah, let's, let's cheers. Yeah, to that. cheers to that. Uh, Murray really amazing, amazing uh, display on those first two rounds. I don't. Yeah. He didn't make it past the third. I think I don't remember yeah, who he, he lost, lost to. But Batista Goo. Um, oh right, 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 right. The other things that happened there on the women's side, Eagle lost. We thought she was going to roll. Um, mm-hmm. She mentioned pressure. That seems to be a, a theme with all these people, all these players mm-hmm. uh, with the pressure. But she lost to Rabakina, uh, who is uh, finalist the there, Wimbledon yeah. champion, and and the finalist who looked amazing. Yeah, and I think the the main thing with the women that I got out of it was uh, Sabalenka. Sabalenka was serving underhand a year ago. She had what we call as the yips. It's in tennis and golf, uh, you know, baseball. I, I can think of Chuck Knobloch, Steve Sachs. They, they couldn't even throw the ball. She couldn't serve. And she's a professional tennis player. <laughs> she could not serve. I don't know. It was wow. crazy how bad her serve was. <laughs> to her credit, she, you know, Really broke it down technically, really mm-hmm. worked on it while she played and still maintained the, I think she was number five in the world. Wow. I don't think she's ever reached a final. And um, I have to look she that up. is, I, I really like her because she, I think I'm, I love to like compare myself to pros, like I'm any good, but 
I always try to go for a lot and try to like, you know, rip shots. And she's, if, if I was a professional player, I want to play like her style where mm-hmm. she just tries to hit her shot as hard as she can. She's a beast out there for she, sure. Yeah. So I agree she with that. cured the serve. She played amazing. Uh, and she's the champ. That and was, we, we have a new women's yeah. major champion and the women's game is actually more interesting than the men's. We'll get to that mm-hmm. in a second because mm-hmm. one man is just, dominating the men's right now <laughs> and the women's is wide open we thought Iga, we were all predicting Iga was gonna roll because she's played so well but you know yeah. she lost rebecca is a great player too mm-hmm. the finals that was a good final it was three sets three pretty sets close pretty close yeah. none of the quarter and the semifinals went for three sets in the ladies uh-uh. um, no so cheers to sabalenka yeah. we're fans <laughs> Wow, she just took it and to mm. have yeah. the yips and be able to come back with that, it was just amazing. It probably helped she wasn't in that Netflix documentary. Just kidding. She's in the new one. She <laughs> oh, shit. So this is, all right, let's talk about the men. Um, yeah. 10-time champion, 22nd majors. He had a hamstring injury. So the media, you know, they're there for two weeks. They get bored. They need to spice it up. They need something. Uh, and um, oh yeah, the Russian. In flag the beginning of the tournament, there was a Russian player, and they had a Russian flag hanging on one of the side courts. A Ukrainian government official complained about this. They banned all flags, uh, Russian flags. So during Djokovic's match, a player had a uh, Djokovic shirt on, and then underneath it, he had a Z Army or something, which is like support of the Russian army. He took the shirt off. They made him put a jacket on. He wound up getting Djokovic's autograph. Oh. Anyway, uh, after so they the cops had to kick some people out with the Russian flags. They had a very few protesters. Obviously, the media just oh my god, they gotta like play this up. Djokovic's dad is outside walking by and there's a lot of Serbian people with Serbian flags and they recognize him, these Russian guys, and they take a photo with him and uh, okay. apparently translation is cheers, guys. Uh, this out but of course, the media has to say like, he said like long live Russia or something like I that. I was wondering, That's I saw that stuff and I'm like, that doesn't make any sense. Right. It doesn't so make any sense at all. He had a hamstring injury, which was legit. And I don't know, all these guys have some kind of injuries, but yeah, you can always see him. thinks that he's faking. Like he's not faking. Like he definitely had the hamstring injury. Then his dad had this issue. So the dad did not even attend. Didn't want to be a distraction. Huh? the semifinals and the finals and then you know he had to make a statement like you know he grew up during a, a in a war-torn country during a war obviously the you know the dad was with him they don't support russia or this war mm-hmm. just a lot of people don't like Djokovic because he says he's done some dumb things and and you know he really wants to be loved Love me. Love me. so bad and then the other two are so likable of nadal and federer i mean yeah so i don't did you see anything of that, that? I did see the brouhaha of Djokovic's dad outside, uh, allegedly supportive of Russia. And I thought that when I read, looked into it a little bit, I thought, well, this could be construed either way, right? Like you could just, like you said, if it was just cheers, 
That's just, that's just like walking by a crowd that like, hey, recognize you are and you just say hi. <laughs> and all of a sudden, oh, you said hi, you support Russia. I don't I don't know. I, I felt like it might have been blown out of proportion a little bit just to get some headlines. I don't know. Djokovic gets a bad rap sometimes. He gets a bad rap. And believe me, I don't know if you're my, you know, you're obviously the same age as me. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> maybe you can edit this out. I think it's kind of funny. Balky from per- Perfect Strangers. Do you yeah. remember that? Yeah, show? yeah, I remember Perfect yeah, Strangers. So I call him Balky with my friends just as a joke, but. Of course, no, don't be ridiculous. <laughs> And obviously, you know, I, I'm a Roger Federer fan, and mm-hmm. obviously, I love and respect Nadal. And, and uh, you know, I always joke around about, you know, we call him Balky, but you have to give this guy props. He brings he it. Did not play last year. They didn't let him play. The whole country hated him last year. And here he comes in and he just wins the same thing, Bare- yeah. barely losing a set, barely losing. And he keeps. He's 35, and he is getting better. What I noticed was he's serving bigger and his forehand's bigger. Yeah. Even the second serve is big. I mean, he's always amazing on defense in the return, but I think it's he is by far and he didn't get any he won Wimbledon and they didn't give any points for that. So yeah. like the winner of the this final, which was against City Pass, who played He played good. He didn't he play well a tournament. I mean and he tried his best, but I don't know. Straight sats, man. Straight set. Djokovic has been playing the two best players in these finals and beating them or whatever, being close matches with them. So these other guys, it's like nothing for him. Yeah. He just saw nice things for the workout. (laughs) I don't know. Props to him. I mean, in my opinion, he's the greatest. I mean, I'm I'm a Roger Federer fan. I think, you know, Roger Federer is my favorite player and Serena Williams is my favorite player. But Mm. he is mentally tough. Keeps on getting better. Yeah, we'll talk about the Netflix thing in a minute. But yeah. like, did you see when Patrick Montague? I'm, I'm gonna. I always butcher his last name, Montague. Yeah, Serena's old coach. Right. They they talked about the difference between maybe Djokovic and, or maybe this wasn't during the Netflix thing, but between Djokovic's mentality and some of these other players when they when they're talking about the big three, right. where most players are like, like for instance, Nadal at the at the, at the French. I, I I can't be. That's impossible. I'll give it my best bet than possible. Yeah. Where Djokovic is like, no, I'm going to win. These I'm, I'm going to win. Losing against these guys before they even take the court, which is right. disappointing. The only thing I think we have is Carlos uh, Alcaraz. Yeah, he's won a major, although he won when Djokovic could play at the U.S. Open. Mm-hmm. And props to Novak. I mean, yeah, man. Wow, that yeah. was impressive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I really think it's going to be Carlos Alcaraz. You know, he's injured, but we'll see if he can beat him. He's never played him like in a major, in a final. Mm-hmm. He has the skills. The I, it's going to take the young guys with their athletic ability, but he's just so much stronger mentally than everyone. All these things. And so yeah, he yeah, just he shrugged him off and just said, "I'm going to go out there and win." Super emotional, crying. Like, oh yeah. Boxed. Listen, you know, it's easy to make fun of Balky, but wow. <laughs> I'm a fan now. I, you know, I always kind of kind of thought he was a tool, but <laughs> it, he's just so impressive. Mm-hmm. And the greatness is really inspiring. Cannot yeah. be denied. Yeah, I think uh, he as he's aged, it's I think he's matured quite a bit from years ago. <laughs> and the other thing that I thought about is 
Stan Van Rinka, yeah, and Andy Murray. Props for those these guys. At least they they won majors. They beat him. Yeah. Like, everyone else besides Nadal and, and Federer, dude, letting close. Like no. Yeah. I think we mentioned in our last episode with our predictions that he was going to remind everyone. Yeah. He's not messing around. No, I really hope. I saw the tournament director, uh, Indian Wells, said, you know, it'd be a shame if Djokovic can't make it. So I don't know if that's an indicator for anything. It's ridiculous. But it's dumb. Like, yeah. just let let him play. Yeah. Let him play. So, I want to go see him. I want to see him live at the Miami Open this year. <laughs> I'd love to do that. But. You have to appreciate the greatness and yeah. especially this tournament. But the women's is a little bit more exciting because anyone can win a little bit. The men's, I, no one's beating him like in any tournament. But yeah. hopefully Alcarez can get. And that guy, Holger Rune, who he's super talented. He did beat him. In a tournament, it's yeah. another thing to beat these guys best out of five sets. You know, Nadal, you know, Nadal is still there. You never count him out, especially that French Open, but just had a family. He's got injuries. A year older, 36, but yeah. he's a harder. Th- Djokovic is like so, he hasn't had that many injuries. He had an elbow issue. He's Nadal super has, flexible. Nadal he, he has a different that, style. Nadal has that game, though, that like is so hard on your body. Right. You know, he, yeah. and it, I'm not surprised that he's hurt. Right. right, which makes me wonder about Alcaraz. Alcaraz reminds me a lot of Nadal, and he's already kind of got some injuries this young. Yeah. So you kind of like I don't. For me, I take a little pause. Like, man, is he gonna have that career that we think he could have, or is he gonna get injured and not be able to show his potential? That's gonna be tough to see. But I don't know. You know, all these other guys are super talented. Berrettini, Felix, uh, this guy Casper Ruud. You know, they're all good, but they're not even close to Joe. Maybe these young guys that don't have that scar tissue, mm-hmm. you know, always getting your ass kicked by him, you know, he really <laughs> loses your confidence. But yeah, Australian Open, yeah, tough to watch. But yeah, it was fun. It was the Netflix documentary docu series that's still going. There's more episodes coming uh, at some point uh, called Breakpoint. The Australian Open 2022. The tennis season kicks off here at Melbourne Park, home of the Australian Open. Tennis is back. And the first slam of the year is always fresh with hope. Grass slam. Oh my God, it's it's a tennis player's dream. The curse. The real? It's funny. So uh, <laughs> the curse was like everyone in the tournament lost, you know, and, and Berrettini lost in the first round. But, uh, you know, I was a tennis fan. Obviously, I'm a tennis fan. I was a tennis fan. We're doing um, this podcast. So they had, uh, I, think, I think it's Formula One, and I forgot what it's called, something to drive or something. And it's really popular, and it really put Formula One on the map in the United States. They had a big tournament turnout in uh miami and i know they had it in austin and i tried to get into it i just can't i don't know i can't get into car racing I, you know everyone's like you gotta watch this you know and they it's the same producers and i i really enjoy so i think all the tennis fans were like oh my god this is really gonna put tennis on the map so we'll see i think a lot of it it came out like i said during the nfl playoffs and, and not like they released five episodes and we're gonna we'll go through every episode, but just give like a brief synopsis. But yeah, uh, yeah. I thought it was cool. I think tennis fans were thinking, "Oh my god, now it's gonna become super popular, and all these players are gonna become popular." Yeah, I don't know. I don't think that really happened, but we'll see. Yeah. I mean, there's still time because the stuff yeah. on Netflix kind of 
it's, it, it it slowly trickles through yeah, right? and people get like, well, I'll watch this because, you yeah. know, it's popular or yeah. it's on the top or it's new or something like that. Right. I, I love, don't know. It, this is like made for guys like Lee, mm-hmm. me and Leo. So we're talking more of the casual people that don't know about tennis, but I mm-hmm. thought it was um, really well edited and I thought it was really well done. I like all these players that are in it. So they released the first five episodes. First one was about Nick Kyrgios, uh, who is... Uh, a controversial player and a super talented player, yeah. probably the most uh, talented and the most entertaining player on tour. He's one of my favorites to watch. I, you know, mm-hmm. a lot of people hate him because he does stuff. So they follow him. <laughs> so they shoot it for a year and then they edit it. And then, so we're seeing last season. So last were, year. Yeah. Least, uh, he, he, his home slam, which is the Australian open. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just, uh, you know, he comes across just as unprofessional. He doesn't have a coach, doesn't practice. You know, he's, he's too cool for school. That Kokonakis uh, is his doubles partner. They knew each other from um, from juniors. And yeah. I think he really likes the team environment. And basically what I got out of that episode is that he became super famous as a 19-year-old. And, and just like the fame is just, obviously, we can't relate to anything with fame but yeah he beat nadal and wimbledon out of nowhere right (laughs) so the fame the pressure and then he constantly had people following him around australia and cameras and i think he self-sabotages when he gets stressful and he yells at the at the box and you know he went to the finals of wimbledon and i'm sure that that i saw that in the upcoming that they're gonna show oh Um, cool you know he's a real likable guy but you know he's not a typical tennis player no he's not no. and he's he's first to say it too yeah. right he's just i mean i think he's he's joked like there wasn't that the joke he's just gonna he's gonna retire after he wins one slam or some something like that or well he goes to like a chiropractor and the guy <laughs> all these guys have a, a physio which is a guy that does both physical therapy and they do like it's like a personal trainer slash Mm -hmm. both they all have these guys they're really important Mm -hmm. he doesn't have that he's you know i should do this all the time but i don't i'm like yeah like why aren't you doing this yeah i remember it wasn't there a little bravo erotic out of that because he said erotic said he's like a part-time tennis player yeah because he just does it when he wants to and he but he brings it when he does it's not like these other people he's amazing to watch it's mm-hmm. disappointing because he's so talented and he and he self-sabotages but you know <laughs> they, they break it down i think it was uh detachment issues with his mom earlier on yeah they, they went a little bit his background and a little he bit acts like he's could have been an nba player it's like come on dude like you're six three like i'm sure you're athletic but nba players like, <laughs> you're from australia like uh, 13 i had to play it's like yeah like the dad was you know they probably are not <laughs> re- wealthy and he's like dude you can be a professional and make money and yeah he's so he was so hung up on like not um, being able to play basketball but, oh and, yeah so the second episode was uh barantini Italian, yeah and, and tom Janovich. they're yep. they're two professional players that are that were dating yeah what'd you get out of that one I mean, it was interesting to see the the background a little bit and behind the scenes, quote unquote. Are they not together anymore? No, or, no. Okay, he's All like right. a model now. Uh, okay. <laughs> well, that it, it's such a tough sport to have a fellow tennis player. You know, that's what I got. Yeah. Right? Don't date another tennis player because you need all the attention <laughs> and you need. Uh, and we'll go on the next episode with Fritz. <laughs> You need someone that's like completely devoting their life to supporting you. I mean, yeah. That's what Roger Federer's success, you know, his yeah. wife just she she was a pro. gave up her career and yeah. 
you need people that are just supporting you. You have to be selfish to have like another player. I mean, it's yeah. You know. That that one scene where like, oh, I'm supposed to be at whatever time. I think it was uh, Tim Janovich had a uh, ESPN or tennis oh, yeah. channel interview. I'm like, well, I'm gonna have it here. And Berentini's like, I got a match in the morning. Can't you go somewhere else? Yeah, like, get another room or go downstairs. And it's like, really? <laughs> I agree. <laughs> but I, mean, I get it. I get it. Right? You're like, this is like. A freaking grand slam i gotta yeah. i gotta bring it i can't be catering which sucks from a personal level but i get it <laughs> berrettini's very likable guy family mm-hmm. italian his parents his grandparents are really cool um same with tom Janovich. and you know i she's very uh into social media i follow her mm. you know very good <laughs> player um you know i i think later on they're gonna show she beat serena serena yeah in the match. u.s open yeah um her thing was always pressure. I'm sure they'll get into that. She didn't do well. I think her dad is is really like her coach, which a lot of people uh, have their dad as the coach. Yeah, she's very likable. Very, you know, um, I was really impressed when she gave that interview after after the Serena match. Yeah. So what I learned from that is don't date another tennis player if you're a pro tennis player. Yeah. And Fritz and Sakar was okay, episode three. So Fritz, I am a huge fan of, yeah. and it took him a while. He was really hyped as a junior, and right. you know his mom. I think both his parents were professionals, or the mom was a professional. Mm-hmm. He was like bred to be a tennis player. Mm-hmm. So he has this girlfriend who is like a social media person. Who uh, <laughs> I don't know. She's. They're both really young, like, mm-hmm. and uh, I do follow her. I, I follow all these guys. My boyfriend's playing in the Australian Open today. Let's get dressed. I want to try this because you guys know I like to dress like a tennis ball. I was thinking about doing this shirt. Obviously, I would need to iron it. Have you guys noticed influencers like never steam their clothes? I got from that was that was interesting. Is you know he seems to be doing better because he has like her support and everything. He has a kid. They don't even mention that. He had a kid. When he yeah, was they didn't 18. talk about that at all. I'm not trying to judge here, but I huh. thought that was a little weird. And uh, the other thing that I thought was strange, he was playing in a final at Indian Wells, which is a big tournament. We'll talk about that. It's coming up. It's in the uh, Palm Springs area against Nadal. And he had an injury, I mm. believe, in practice or during the match. Yeah. They were trying to talk him out of not playing it. Right? Yeah. I, I don't know. Like, okay. Number one, yes, they were trying to talk him out of like, well, Ponacon is on a cone. His coach was like, well, you got your whole career. Maybe this is worth coach. it. Coach, he was Sambras's coach. Yeah, Federer too. And yeah, I think he had. Yeah. He, he was for a little bit. Yeah, he, he's on the tennis channel. He's yeah, a great guy. Yeah, but yeah, he was trying. It seemed like yeah, you got an injury. You got to watch it. You, maybe you shouldn't do this. Is it worth it? But he, he was insistent going out there. Okay. Yes, I get that aspect, dramatization, but they never mentioned Nadal had an injury too. He had a broken rib. Yeah. They didn't talk about Nadal's injury at all. They just talked about Fritz's injury and how he overcame it to win a final <laughs> at a Masters 1000 event, which big to win the it's Masters huge. and beat Nadal. And yeah. Fritz is legit contender for a major. Yeah. I really like him and... <laughs> The girlfriend can be a little annoying, but I do like her and I appreciate her. Sakari is a Greek player. Mom was a player. I mean, obviously, it's a country that really doesn't um, have a lot of pro tennis yep. players. Mm-hmm. What I think they didn't get too much into is that coach is a really he's young. He's one of the youngest coaches on the tour. Okay, coach, and she mentioned that they were friends and. <laughs> 
Oh man, it's all mental with her. I mean, I think she's top five. That she doesn't seem close to the really good players, in my opinion. What do you she, think? She got to get her. She got to get over those mental hurdles, yeah. and then I think she has the potential. But they all have the potential, even up to the top fifty. I feel oh, like yes, they have the yes, potential, she just right? Kind of falls apart. I don't yeah. know. I didn't find her that interesting. Yeah, I mean, it was cool to hear her backstory, yeah. but yeah, I, I yeah, that that was my like my takeaways from episode three was yes, Fritz. It was cool to see that dynamic. It dramatized a little bit in that final probably left a few things out but whatever i get it and uh the zakari was interesting to see her backstory and and understand her as a player because i admit in my previous episodes like i said i didn't watch a lot of women's tennis yeah. so it was good to see okay so now i can kind of put together who these people are because i don't really know she's a lot of super these strong she's super fit she's a great athlete listen i it would be interesting if they followed one you know joke the big three or whatever or serena like yeah. their mentality serena talks a little bit they talk a little bit about the pressure all these guys talk about is pressure 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 his palms are sweaty knees weak arms are heavy it's like all right get a mental coach not like let's mm -hmm. take a different frame with it they're like it just yeah they, like they, yeah. they lose before they even get on the court yeah they ah, maria sharapova yeah, I couldn't yeah. say that word. She was on there a lot talking about pressure, 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 right? Yeah. Uh, so they did a great job. They have Andy Roddick and Maria Sharapova, two, you know, <laughs> retired champions, really articulate. Uh, so Chris Everett was on there, yeah, yeah. too. Yeah. And uh, yeah, really well done. So yeah, I guess, so that's episode three. Episode four was Bedosa and Jabor. Yeah, yeah. Bedosa yeah. is, um, she kind of came out of nowhere. She was like that. number number two, right? Really good player. She's uh, really popular online. She dates like this male model. <laughs> Those two are just constantly posting stuff. Um, she uh, from Spain, and then mm. they followed her at the Madrid. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. This that yeah. was a big deal. Mm -hmm. Yeah, she didn't. I don't remember the outcome, but yeah, didn't, I don't. Jabor Jabor went pretty far. On Jabor, so that was interesting. On Jabor is a very interesting player that yeah. really doesn't get a lot. She should be getting mm. more press. She's got so many different styles of play. Yeah. She's a drop shot dragon. Like, oh yeah, amazing her. drop shots. Yeah, she's yeah. she's very likable. Everyone likes her on the tour, and she's from Tunisia. Yeah, and she's you know Arabic, which are a first for both. And mm -hmm. I know she made the Wimbledon final, so that'll be interesting seeing a little bit more of her. And then the final was uh, Felix, who's a French Canadian. Mm -hmm. And Casper Rude, who so both their dads, so Felix's dad was a teaching pro, mm -hmm. and the mom said that he started traveling as a what was it like nine years old? Yeah, he was young. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he was. He's another one of these bred. Can for you tennis imagine suit, nine? Eh? Like that's he had no life. I mean, he's young. He's twenty, but I, can, mm -hmm. I don't know. If being a professional tennis player is that great? Like, you know, you got to start young. Sports? You like, got to start young. Football, Seriously. baseball, basketball, even golf. It all seems better than being a tennis player. It's you, so hard. They and start like, you young. So much and travel. Yeah. There's no social interaction. Very lonely sport. So Especially he was like own. bred to be a tennis player by his dad. I guess that's the case with most of these guys. And he asked Tony Nadal, which is Rafael Nadal's uncle, who was former coach. Nadal's coach. Yeah. Yeah. Or a former coach to be his coach. Yeah. And um, he plays Nadal. And, and, and the, uh, this is the French Open, right? They're following. No, no, no. no. It's, yeah, it's French Open. It's the French Open there. Yeah. yeah. So Tony was like, oh, 
I don't. I think the media again blew this out of proportion. I think it was agreed upon, which I don't know. Felix kind of didn't really say it, but more the uh, agent kept on saying it uh, that it was agreed upon if he plays in the doll, like oh, that he be in we're his not helping bo- you, or I'm being independent. Uh, so the whole theme okay. was like that he's not helping him beat Nadal because he doesn't want to help him beat his uncle. And he's like, dude, why am I having you as a coach? Yeah. So that was pretty interesting. And then... Um, <laughs> I wonder how much of that was a little bit drama for the I think so. episode, I think so. for the show. I Maybe. So. I don't know. Yeah, but all the other coaches like, you know, oh, how unprofessional in the media, you know, you know, because he wasn't going to sit in the box or give him tips on how to beat his nephew. He wasn't even there, right? He wasn't he even was there and he left early. Oh, yeah, right, right. He couldn't. He, I, can't, I can't bear to watch the end. Yeah, so it was a bit <laughs> much. And then, um, he kind of came on the scene. He's been around for a while. He's, yeah, I think he's number two. He's a really good player, good forehand, good serve, yep. which is really consistent. His dad was a player, and his dad's the yep. coach. I thought that was cool. Yeah. What I got out of that was he lost that. So Nadal is his idol, and uh, Nadal has um, a um, training facility in school yep. where you know he plays with them. And I guess he said, I've never beat him even in a practice match. It's Nadal. I mean. He lost before he, won- he, before he played. It, it, that he mental was, thing. Like, they show the warm-ups. He's sitting there like, so there's a time period where they're back behind the being being ready to be announced to the uh-huh. crowd yeah. and you're waiting in the locker room so to speak and some of them film them back there that seemed to be the trend now especially the yeah. australian open mm-hmm. so you see them warming up and the dolls like doing all these things like warm them up getting pumped he up. always does that that run around thing yeah. with his racket and jump up and it intimidates all i mean that guy was like shitting in his pants before <laughs> he even went out there he had that lot like right he was just like that was like <laughs> I just listen. He came in second, runner up. He's still young. Listen, be proud of it, but be a little pissed that you didn't win. Be a little bit more competitive. That's what I got out of it, right? Like he, he didn't. He, I I agree. He did not feel like. I felt personally. I felt like oh, he he already lost before he won. Yeah, and he just went out there to hopefully hopefully win. <laughs> Which that is not the attitude you need at that level. You need to get out there and be like, I'm going to F and win this. I'm going to yeah. do everything I can and put it all out in the court. But I, I don't feel like that's where he was at that moment in his Easier life. Easier said than done. It's Nadal. It's French Open. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know. The record was crazy. They showed it. What is he? Two hundred and seventy-one and one. Oh yeah, on that that's, that was crazy to yeah. see on the screen. Like, okay, yeah, that that he's like ninety percent win rate. <laughs> and then like the dramatic music when when Nadal comes, he's got his bag. It's like he's <laughs> racket bag, another bag. <laughs> I mean, no. And he's and the other guy's like, oh no, he's Easy for us to laugh as, as, you know, obviously we can't relate to that. But I probably would be the same way to a degree, but you know what? Come on. Man. It's funny. I mean, it's just, funny. If you're at that level, you figure you, you got to have no the, way he was beating him. Like, that was not the French. No. I mean, it's kind of a done deal. If he's, if, if Nadal's healthy and he's playing well and he's on clay, he's almost 90% of the time guaranteed to have a win. Yeah. But, you know, he's getting injured. Right. And he's getting older. I mean, We'll so, see how yeah, much longer I, mean, I, I liked it. Obviously, it's tailor-made for me. It'd be interesting to see how it does with the rest of the public. 
I think they're going to show the next five probably before Wimbledon. That, that's what they're probably release it before mm-hmm. that. I think it's Wimbledon and the U.S. Open. Yeah, to and the end of the to the end of the year. Yeah, yeah they, the they the stopped year. halfway so, through. Yeah, yeah. It'll be interesting. Jabor is in the finals of, of the of Wimbledon, and mm-hmm. I really like all these players a lot. You know, mm-hmm. I, I I definitely like Kyrgios, Fritz, Berrettini, Sakari, Tomjanovic. But none of them I made really it out like of the notice. Australian after this. Yeah, so <laughs> I thought Hence it was the interesting. Curse. What I see, like the greats, I, you think Djokovic is like, oh my god, I'm number one. The pressure. I just don't know. I don't, I think don't. They have. I think this that's what separates their mentality. That's why they're great. But you know, our mm, armchair yeah. quarterback or whatever, armchair yeah. tennis player. What the hell do I know? But that's yeah. what I got out of it. It just seemed like didn't they seem kind of weak mentally? I, and I can't. And ain't nobody loves old Ray no more. And they just seem weak. Yeah, oh, mentally, weak. mentally weak. They yeah. they didn't. They already had them. I just want to see people like and and sakari said i want to be number one in the world like, yes we want to see that but look i can beat these guys like come on you know i'm good like, i mean just to play devil's advocate a little bit i mean i i personally i agree with you like if you're gonna go out there and you're gonna be the best in the world you got to beat the best and you have to change your mentality to be like i'm gonna win because i've got the game to win or i'm gonna win because i had hard time whatever fill in the blank but just to play devil's advocate if you were growing up watching these guys at like eight yeah. and nine, and then you've got to be on the other side of the court, and they're still good and they're still winning. I I could see that there's that little and like you've lost to them so many times, right? You're like, holy crap, how do I do this? I don't know how to do this. That's why it's cool. That's the tough part. These guys they don't have that scar tissue and have all right. these losses, and they're, right? And they're young enough. You have these young guys like like you said, Rune, who beat Juggernaut. I get it. He's just yeah. coming back, but you know what? Again, no scar tissue, right? So maybe they can just come out and take over the game like we talked about this last time every year we hope these are the next ones to take out the big two or three or whatever yeah. but maybe maybe we have some people this time i don't know we'll see wow. so let's round this out so upcoming tournaments we'll close this out we've got uh miami uh, so indian, indian wells and then miami and those are the big ones, ones. wells is uh, larry ellison from oracle a billionaire has mm-hmm. uh, bought this tournament and it's state-of-the-art mm-hmm Definitely on my bucket list too. Mm-hmm. Every the players love it. Everything is uh, it's in the desert. They get celebrities to go, you know, from LA. The weather is beautiful. It's you know, it's a big tournament. I think it's one of the most uh, prize money of, of non majors. Yep. And then after that, directly after that is Miami. The, the Sunshine Swing is that what they call That's it? Something they like call that. It. Yeah. So, um, mm-hmm. I, if Djokovic I'm going, can, uh, hopefully you can yeah, come. Maybe yeah, we can yeah. go together. And That'd be awesome. Me. That'd yeah, be awesome. I didn't get it. to go last year. I've I've gone previous years. Um, yeah. I didn't go the COVID year, but yeah, I kind of want to go this year. Finally, I yeah. didn't get to I haven't been in a couple of years, but I don't know. I if Djokovic can get in the country, he's gonna freaking win those two tournaments. Yeah, no doubt. no doubt. But if he doesn't get to get in the country, I don't know. It's kind of a wide open field. I think it's interesting. I think it's cool that we got young Americans that are good. We yep. got, you know, young players coming up. We still got Djokovic dominating, who kind of makes it less exciting. The women mm-hmm. seems to be wide open. We got these players, Rabakina mm-hmm. and uh, Sabalenka just won now. So, and you got Iga, mm-hmm. and Coco, and Pagula's playing well. So I'm, I'm excited. And, and there was a young. It's a long season. Alicia, so was it? Only a couple weeks in. So. Who's that women's player? Alicia Parks? Is that right? Her name? She's young. She was on the United Cup team. She's really good too. Um, I've seen a few matches with her. 
now they're one of these up and coming young players, American. So, and I think she was at the, no, I don't know if she was at the WTA final or not, but yeah, she looked really good. So yeah, just to add on another name to the litany of potentially good American players, hopefully yeah. we'll see. Right, so, so yeah, uh, we'll kind of call it. Deuces, Bugo <laughs> Bago. Um, again, guys, like, subscribe. If you have comments, we're looking for topics, especially club players, people that play. Hey, what do you guys want us to talk about? Let us know. And uh, thanks for taking the time to listen to this. And, uh, yeah, it's been, fun, it's been fun. All right, buddy. Thanks for watching.